This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, we got playoff football. You'll be able to hear it right here on Sports Radio 610. San Francisco at Philly, early game. 2 o'clock kick, I believe, and then the late game, evening kick, 5.30, if I'm not mistaken. Cincinnati at Kansas City. These are two basically coin flip games. Eagles have settled in it as, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, so that's basically home field advantage, the difference there. And the, the line on Kansas City and Cincinnati has fluctuated all week long, largely based on footage of Patrick Mahomes using both of his legs at various times. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a mini hobble out of a press conference yeah. that uh, was, I, I don't know, I'm, I, it's obviously affecting him a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I would have gone the other route, though, I think, if I were Kansas City. Don't you think the proper route would be to act like... Like he's hobbled. Hobbled. Like it's way worse yes, than it is. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Create some, uh, you know, maybe like uh, lure Cincinnati into having a more aggressive game plan maybe. than they might otherwise have. And it's all, it's one of those things, okay, does it matter, does it not? Um, who knows? But it's always worth, that's a minimal effort little ploy. It's just to have, have Mahomes wear a walking boot, make a couple yeah. comments. I would have him be a bad actor about how it doesn't hurt. Like, uh, if I were Pat Mahomes, oh. I'd get up there and I'd be like, no, no, I don't, you know what? It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. that people think it hurts. It doesn't hurt at all. Well. And, and people would see through that and say, like, he's obviously lying, you know, and, uh, he's got the boot on and he's, and then grimace as I would walk without limping, lim- limping, but very much grimace at the mm-hmm. time. And, uh, and then float a couple rumors that perhaps I, I wasn't going to play at all. Yeah. Um, one of the things Mahomes is very good at being a bad actor. He's good at being a bad actor. Are you a fan of his commercials? His, State Farm commercials and whatnot. No, yeah. I feel like Jake from State Farm really has to carry those things. Yes. And then that new guy, the equipment manager guy. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With the guy with the mullet and the mustache who doesn't wash Mahomes' jersey. Yes. Jake from State Farm has made me completely forget who he replaced. I can't even remember. He, he replaced. Well, there was, a, there was a white Jake from State Farm at first, and then they changed him the- to this guy. Jake from, you know, it was like a doughy white Jake from State Farm, wasn't he? Yeah, and he wasn't like, nearly as this prominent. Jake from State, 
This Jake from State Farm looks like he could have played college ball or something. Yeah, he's in good shape. He's in good shape. Yeah. The first Jake from State Farm was just the guy who some customer was calling in the middle yeah. of the night and his wife caught him and like, hey, who are you on the phone with, honey? Uh, just Jake from State Farm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Give me that phone. Oh, hello, Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing? And he's like, khakis. <laughs> then, she sounds hideous. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, she, the wife says, she sounds hideous. Yes, yes. Then, but then right. did that Jake from State Farm ever actually work with the athletes? Or no, they, no, no, no. Oh, they, okay. They, yeah, okay. yeah. He did not. He did not. They. Uh, and now that is your segment on the history of Jake from State Farm. It's basically this generation's version of, version of different strokes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so the storylines in each of these games, I think, look, locally, I think the big storyline with the first game, the NFC title game, is obviously all of these coaches that are involved. It's going to be a lot of fun if you're a Texans fan. I think, I feel like the top three candidates to be the next Texans head coach, although Mike Kafka is making a big move up the board. He's down to 4-1. to one. As far as the odds go to be the Kafka next Texas. is? The Kafka, really? your guy, your guy, your no-juice Kafka is 4-1 to one right now to be the next Texans head coach. <laughs> Big move up the board. Um, he must be super, super bright. Nothing better than a bright-ass nerd. Nothing, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. nothing more inspiring <laughs> than a bookish play caller, yes. If you're going to give me a nerd, at least have him be McDaniel-like, okay? Right. Like McDaniel's the right kind of nerd. Give me some jokes. You know? um, yes. Steichen versus Ryans. Gannon versus... Kyle Shanahan, who's obviously not a candidate for the Texans job, but I, I think it's, if you were doing a power ranking of offensive minds in football, Kyle Shanahan is at the top of the list. That's Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are probably the two most, um, the probably the, the two most respected offensive minds in football. So Gannon, who is the betting favorite right now against yeah. the best, one of the best guys, and then the two guys. I'm more excited about the two guys going against each other. Steichen, play caller in Philly, versus D'Amico Ryan's. The people's choice for Texans head coach. They and they both have uh, their work cut out for them mm-hmm. uh, in a big, big way. So um, I think that I mean, well, I guess Steichen Steichen has the advantage of what the hell do you do with Jalen Hurts? Um, you know, is okay. It's it's a classic example of all right. What if you do everything to stop the pass? They can crush you with the QB run game. Um, if you do everything to stop that, obviously you're weakened during the pass. I think that D'Amico has done some uh, very elegantly creative things this year that are harder to pull off than it looks when you start exchanging responsibilities um, and have some of your linebackers and safeties be responsible at times for covering a pretty large swath of real estate. Not everybody can pull that off, and, and you have to have the talent to do it, and the 49ers defense has the talent to do it. I think that they're going to be able to throw some wrinkles at Jalen Hurts that perhaps he hasn't seen or hasn't seen executed as well. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, Philly and their home field advantage, uh, you know, is not going to work in D'Amico's favor, obviously. I'm, I'm not trying to be impartial here at all. I yeah. want, uh, as much as I like Jalen Hurts, I want him to have a horrible, horrible game against D'Amico. But if you were, let's pretend for a second that the Texans were, were offering the job to the person whose unit performs the best in this game. Let's yeah. pretend that for a second. And you had to yeah. bet on it. Who do you think comes out of this? Which coordinator of the three, Steichen, D'Amico, Jonathan Gannon, 
Which of the three comes out with the best performance on Sunday? I think the, if I had to handicap this, I think Gannon's going to have the best performance, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles versus the, the rookie Brock Purdy. Because it's yeah. uh, Purdy, was, Purdy was just fine last week versus the Cowboys, but if you look at the, what the Cowboys were able to do, especially with Micah Parsons bringing heat the way he, he was, was they had to be very conservative and very careful, and the emphasis had to be on not making mistakes. And, and and still, in the third quarter, the 49ers just flat out broke the Cowboys. The Cowboys wanted zero smoke on that third quarter drive. When that, that 91-yard touchdown drive, by the end of it, McCaffrey just waltzed right in. I mean, it was it was kind of sad and pathetic by by the Cowboys. That I feel like McCarthy should have been fired on the spot right there. <laughs> and and Dan Quinn should have received no job offers yeah. because the they just looked like they quit. They yeah. just didn't want any of it. They were done. They were done. So I don't think that Gannon's defense quits as easily as the Cowboys defense did. <laughs> I hope and not. No. Yeah. I don't think also I don't think they squat on that um on that Kittle route and get that defensive holding on third and nine for no good reason. Yeah. Negate a sack and end up turning a field goal into a touchdown. Um, as you've pointed out, too, the Eagles are a different team against the run than the one that came to NRG Stadium back in Week 9. Yeah. When they were and not the very Texans, good. <laughs> the Texans say, you're welcome. The yeah. Eagles went into Wake that up. game, and they'd, they'd had their struggles versus the run when well, when the rookie Norris tackler, Jordan, what's his face, Davis, yeah. had been out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the last straw, I, I believe, was, oh, wow, the Texans ran all over us. Uh, we got to go get some reinforcements. So they signed, uh, they signed two veteran defensive tackles, and they've been a lot better since then. Yep, Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph are the two guys that they signed. I, and I think that's, that's the other big storyline to me, Seth. You touched on it in your answer to the question of which coordinator you think is going to have the best game, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Brock Purdy's been an amazing story. Like it, 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 it's the other shoe has to drop on him at some point in the postseason. I would. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. There's, he's been an amazing story. I don't think he has to turn into a a dud completely, but it's right now in the postseason they are running the the Kyle Shanahan model yeah. of like, all right, we're gonna run, run, run. We're gonna commit to the run. If you guys really need to stop the run, we're gonna kill you with the play action. Yeah. Um, the Eagles now have uh, a little conundrum of A.J. Brown versus Lenore, which is the weak cornerback for the 49ers. And that's the that's the part that D'Amico Ryans has got to be concerned about, is that he desperately needs help from Bosa and the other pass rushers. It looks like a many who is going to play. So yes. a many who has been listed on the injury report with an oblique injury, but who also was arrested for <laughs> uh, allegedly roughing up his girlfriend. Right. So, they're going to let that legal process play out. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So he will be uh, uh, he'll be available. Yeah, yeah. So in the oblique apparently was uh, was was no big deal. If, yeah. Right. <laughs> um if I'm if I'm connecting the dots here, it sounds like you are picking the Eagles in this game. Um no. You're not. Okay. No. I'm picking the I'm picking the 49ers. Are you? What's okay. the spread right now? It's two and a half Eagles. Two and a half Eagles? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm picking the 49ers. I think that Gannon having a good performance it doesn't mean that, that – I, I, it, it can be a higher-scoring game, I think, than okay. maybe people are expecting. Um, I, think I think there's a chance for explosivity out of both these teams. My guess is Texan fans – maybe I'll put up a poll today on this to this yeah. effect. My guess is Texan fans are rooting for the Eagles based solely on making D'Amico Ryan's available ASAP to be hired. 
That's my mm. my hunch. If I if yeah, I had to guess, if you really want Tomiko, you gotta keep the long game in mind and make it look, you know, like man, okay, D'Amico is a resoundingly good choice. Yeah. The thing about the well, the thing about Gannon's defense that I don't know about right now, Sean, is just simply the Ayuk and Debo Samuel are just monsters versus zone defense in, like, over the middle. They just in Philadelphia it, they like to they they prefer zone versus uh, in, instead of man. And Ayuk and Samuel, when you watch a 49ers game, it's just. <laughs> First down conversion after first down conversion of one of those two receivers catching the ball two yards short of the sticks over the middle and then dragging somebody for a first down. They're just they're machines. They're just physical bullies there. And I think ultimately that ends up being a big difference in the game. Do you think Gannon could mix it up? I mean, he's got good corners. He's got Darius Slay. Yeah. Bradbury's been really good for them this year. Do you think he can mix things up a little bit and man those guys up, or does he, he stick can, with what but gets it's not what they're it's not what they're comfortable doing? And I think that's eventually where. They end up busting a big shot play or something. Yep. Um, and then so, there's Kittle, yeah. too. I mean, it's crazy. There's so Kittle. then I guess, yeah, I mean, okay, let's see. So what did I say? Did I contradict myself? I said that I, I, I guess I'm kind of handicapping all of this when I say I think that I feel like D'Amico having a good performance versus the Eagles doesn't impress me or surprise me as much as Gannon having a a solid defensive performance versus the 49ers. Okay. Relative to having a rookie quarterback. I got you. I got you. Um, all right, Cincinnati and Kansas City. That game has fluctuated. The line got up to his – it started Kansas City two and a half, and then the Mahomes ankle news early in the week wasn't great, and it goes all the way to Cincinnati minus two and a half. And then you see footage of Patrick Mahomes kind of just spryly hopping off the podium, and he's out of practice, chopping it up with teammates. Looks pretty good on the ankle. It has settled in at Kansas City – Minus one. So this is yeah. a coin flip game right now. Mahomes, <clears throat> Mahomes' ankle and the Cincinnati offensive line and how either of those impact the performance of the two quarterbacks in this game. To me, those are the two biggest storylines in this game. Okay, so uh, for one, Sean, I don't think the Cincinnati offensive line will affect Patrick Mahomes at all. So we have that off the table. But as far as... I said how it affects the two quarterbacks in the I game. Know, I know. I was oh. making a joke. God. Um, if Kansas City does... I, I think that Kansas City is going to have a hard time doing what they did um, versus the Jaguars. The Jaguars are very bad versus tight ends, and they kind of just steadily fed the ball to Travis Kelsey over the middle and and churned out first downs. Cincinnati has shown already that they're pretty good at making it difficult for Travis Kelsey in a way that other teams try to but don't pull off. The the Bengals mix things up and make it really hard to predict or figure out exactly how they're going to attack Travis Kelsey, which is one of the things that Cincinnati does to make to make Pat Mahomes double clutch the ball and need to maybe rely on a less uh, a less gimpy ankle than he has, so I think that ends up being a factor. The big concern I would have is that I think that 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 Bengals offensive line is not as good as they came off versus the Bills. That the snow is a huge factor in that yeah. game, and like the Bengals offensive line doesn't get to be a problem all year long, and then all of a sudden playing on an inch of snow on a slick field. They managed to look competent, and now people feel like, oh, it's fixed. They fixed it versus the Bills, apparently, and now they'll just be fine. So I don't, I don't feel super confident in that Bengals offensive line, but Burrow has managed his way through it before. So I am picking the Bengals in this game. You I think are? Pat Mahomes, yeah. I like the Bengals' defense, and um, I don't like Pat Mahomes' ankle. 
You uh, well, I, the one thing I would say is that if there's a strength of what's a, largely a pretty average Kansas City defense, the strength is the interior of their defensive line. That's scary. If you got yeah. Max Sharping as your right guard, yeah. You know? And I know. Listen, we've been getting texts all week about Max Sharping and how look at how he did with the Bengals. L- listen to what I'm telling you, okay? <laughs> so you're a big you're a big heifer in the snow, and the farmer's trying to push you. The farmer's gonna his feet are gonna go, be slipping on the snow instead of the heifer moving, mm-hmm. okay? But now when you get the when you get the farmer and you put some seven studs on him and uh, and the and the heifer is on and dried field turf the heifer hasn't got a chance farmer's gonna farmer's gonna d- d- grab it around the neck and uh, have its way with that seth knows because he's in yeah. the farming community yeah That's, you, you you're not a f- yeah you're familiar with that <laughs> so uh yeah everybody settled down on all of a sudden the Bengals figuring out how to play football in the divisional round of the playoffs so you've got both road teams going to the super bowl you got a cincinnati san francisco super bowl then it sounds like Right? I thought I picked San Francisco. You did. That's what I said. The two road teams. San oh, Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I said Cincinnati yeah. and San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, one seven six one on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Uh, is Steichen calling the plays in Philly and truly leading the offense? Isn't Sirianni also an offensive guy and in the room? Steichen calls the plays. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't really been any controversy or question over that. They've had I've read articles about it. Um, so I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, he's he's the the real deal there. Yeah. And also in uh, with the Chargers when Herbert was rookie of the year, he was calling plays there as well. Yep. Um, trailer wheel and frame text page. Not saying Purdy is bad, but not but. Uh, the Niners were winning in the playoffs when the QB did not throw for a TD. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Thank you, yeah. OJ, for sending yeah. that text in. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Steigen took over play calling duties midway through 2021. Okay. That was the deal. Okay. Yeah. And that's when, I mean, it's kind of a Ben Johnson situation in Detroit. I mean, that's kind of when Jalen Hurts really started to take off. You know, got them to the playoffs last yeah. year with a nice yeah. second half. And then uh, MVP candidate this year. Ben Johnson, yeah. the OC in Detroit, who... Has rehabilitated Jared Goff's career, and he was um, he was the play caller in, uh, with the Chargers too. I just wanted to double check that. Gotcha. So, and he's always so worked. I forgot he's worked with Philip Rivers too. So he's had um, yeah he, uh, he he's had a pretty broad experience for a guy. He's another one of these guys now. All these guys are in their upper thirties look a lot younger than they actually are yeah. uh, either that or i've just gotten old so I've, i look at these guys as young guys but they've actually had quite a bit of experience um speaking of these games dan orlovsky on uh i believe it was on first take yesterday because Stephen a and Stephen a smith and molly Karam were the other two in the split screen shot orlovsky's become kind of the punching bag on espn i think we recall <clears throat> they all laughed at him for saying carolina would be the perfect spot for tom brady last week I got to take up for Orlovsky on this one. Orlovsky was talking about some of his relatives. Orlovsky lives in Philadelphia. He was talking about some of, I believe, his relatives coming down from Connecticut for the NFC title game to Philly. And they were asking him to get them a parking pass for the NFC title game. And they were, Stephen A., take a listen. Stephen A. and Molly Kieran were laughing at Orlovsky. I think they thought he was cheap or something. Well, I know the truth, Stephen A. So we're driving down. We live it's in Connecticut, so right? We're driving it's down, so and we got a. Her family's gonna come down and tailgate yeah. with us. Her cousins. We got to get a parking pass. So I'm sitting there last night. I'm trying to find a parking pass for the lot, dude. The parking pass is like three hundred dollars. Oh my god! And so I sent out a text to yeah, some people. And- three hundred dollars to park, Dan. Yes. I- 
Dan, no, I have a championship game. Yes. Question. No. Dan, when you go to games in the movie theater, do you actually let your kids buy stuff, or do you do what my parents made me do, and we'd like go to the gas station first and hide it in our pockets? No, nah, because I, I, as like I try to be, I try to be a, a rule follower, so my kids understand that there's a, that is a real part of life. I have oh. snuck stuff into the movie theater before, but uh, no, I let them. We share it, old Miles. Like you ain't getting a whole bucket of popcorn yourself. You're not gonna eat it. We're gonna waste it. Um, um, this is why I'm I'm saying San Francisco's offense because I want to answer the question. Stephen A. I'm not paying three hundred dollars to park. That's outrageous. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay someone a hundred dollars to park for me. Three hundred bucks, dude. Yeah, for a parking pass. Wait, how do you pay somebody a hundred dollars to park? I don't know. You? I yeah, <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be the part you were going to pick. Well, at hey, I, got, I was I was all ready to go on defending Dan Orlovsky until the last part. Yeah, I, I don't get that. That sounds <laughs> that sounds way more baller actually. Right. Than like than uh, paying three hundred dollars. A hundred bucks. Go find a parking spot and bring it back to me at the end of the game. <laughs> actually, that could happen. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> the hell yeah, um know. hey pay some college kid to just go sit in your car for a few hours yeah, yeah. And, you know here drop me off at the stadium you're my uber for now and then go sit in your car that's right um <laughs> but uh i look the key word there sean yeah. was cousins yeah it, not kirk cousins but his wife's cousins right once you open the door to cousins and paying 300 bucks for cousins and all that then you're just all of a sudden you're working you're working for your wife's distant relatives no 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 the cousins don't, the cousins don't get a free ride on this gravy train and it's by the way I got to guess listen uh Dan Orlovsky is not making the same cash that Stephen A. is, no. nor has he ever, even as a player. Correct. So, uh, yeah, back off a little bit there, Stephen A. You can't be the guy making $10 million a year laughing at how cheap somebody is like, and, and showing that you're, you're completely unaware of how, how much $300 actually is. That's a lot of freaking money. Right, and Orlovsky's got grade school age triplets as well. As someone, yeah. who, as someone who basically had triplets myself, I had twins and then one 17 months later – Dude, the the bunching of the expenses as you move along through life, that ain't easy, man. Yeah. So yeah, I I or I thought Orlovsky's take on Carolina being the best landing spot for Brady was a whack take. I thought it was yeah. a horrible take. I defend Dan Orlovsky here with Stephen A. and Molly Karam rolling their eyes that he's cheap because he won't pay three hundred bucks for his wife's cousins to park at the NFC title game. His wife's cousins should be happy they're even allowed at Thanksgiving. Yes, uh, frankly, I'm sick of these freeloaders right. coming down their stupid broken down RV, probably parking it at Orlovsky's townhouse and trying to uh, trying to get every damn thing for free all weekend long. No. I don't need I don't need Mrs. Orlovsky's cousins to to be ruining Dan Orlovsky's kids' college fund. That's right. That's right. Um, plus, Molly Karam is is she still married to Jalen Rose? No, they're they're not oh. together anymore. Okay. Not that I track these things closely. It was a fairly public divorce. I'm guessing Jalen Rose had a had a prenup. Oh yeah, I don't know. And he got, He's got he a lot made of money. Most of his money before they were married, so made a lot of money in the NBA for a guy who I don't think ever made an All Star team. I got to go look they, that up. How much? Did but Jaylen they didn't get married until after he was out of the NBA. Oh yeah, right? well after but, they met. So at it's ESPN. not like she does. She doesn't automatically get half. I'm guessing Correct. that she's she needs to be a little bit more careful because she's not making Stephen A. money either. That's right. <laughs> so you can't be spring. You can't be spending Orlovsky's money. Yeah. Uh, like three hundred dollars is no big deal, Molly Karam. Well, pocket watcher Molly Karam. Yeah. All right. Uh, into the seven o'clock hour we go. The Astros have a new GM. His name is Dan. Dana Brown. What is the first order of business for Dana Brown? One MLB uh, network analyst weighs in as to what he should be prioritizing. We'll let you hear what it is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 